1: We got another day of NBA action. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. you, You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. You just can't miss tonight. Make every night a watch party, only on FanDuel. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler.
2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations.
3: He's just a special man. Um, forget the player. Um, obviously, I never knew the player. I know the man. And um, just what a... Awesome representation of this this organization, this community. A guy that embraces um, all the responsibility that comes with being him. Um, I just admire his passion for Pittsburgh and and, and young people. This organization, this community, uh, the football world. Uh, we lost a, a great one, in Franco Harrison So um, obviously we're all heartbroken, uh, but we um, we do look forward to honoring him. Um, And his legacy this weekend and and obviously um, where our attention needs to be is on the preparation required to put together the type of performance uh, that's fitting of, of a great man like Franco.
2: Mike Tomlin, Steelers head coach, Tuesday, talking about Franco Harris who unexpectedly passed on Wednesday. We got word of it just before we went on the air. It was a difficult day yesterday for a lot of people in and around Pittsburgh, people who have been fans of the Steelers, fans of the NFL, people who have paid any attention to pro football for the past half century. They all know who Franco Harris is and what he means to the Steelers and what he means to the sport. And there was a lot of appropriate and heartwarming reaction yesterday to the Oh man, look passing. at
4: look at that right there. Franco Harris. Is that not a classic? Man, Tony Dungy with the the collar pop. I mean, that, that's amazing. That's Rocky Blair in the middle, right, Mike? Uh that's yep. Yeah, it's a, it's an amazing picture. And and to the to the point where Guys, I just look how big the guy is. There's the bus. Here's you know. Old. I'm
2: surprised. I'm surprised he's he's that much larger than Jerome Bettis. Exactly. Because Jerome I, Bettis is a very
4: large human. Uh huh. That's where I, I don't. That's where he's he's a you know a, a freak in his own right back in his day there. And it shows you Najee Harris, how big he is, and why they drafted him in the first round, and why they like that mold. But uh, yeah, it was cool to see the NFL community go above and beyond yesterday, which they should have, to honor the, the legend of, of uh, you know, Franco Harris. He's a special person, a special player. It, it's a strange feeling. It is
2: heartwarming to see it, but you wish it wasn't necessary right? I still want right. it to be not true. I want to find out that everybody got it all wrong. And there's the Frank O'Hara statue that is usually between the two levels of elevators at the Pittsburgh International Airport as you're heading down to or up from the people mover that takes you from the main terminal out to the, or the whatever, the two different terminals. I don't know which one's main and which one's whatever, but that they move that up now when you go up to the To the area where the four, four wings are to go to your different spot, right? The main spot, your gates. That's the hub there. There's where the tree is. The food
4: court there, right? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I know your airport better than you. It's. I.
2: I I just don't know the names of the various buildings.
4: (laughs) That airport
2: opened 30 years ago, and I was practicing law out of Pittsburgh at the time, flying back and forth to eastern Pennsylvania to the Allentown. Bethlehem Easton Airport on a regional jet back and forth and sometimes it wasn't a jet it was a turboprop but I was going back all the time and it landed on I flew into that old airport the day that they were making the transition to the new one so it was weird of course being in LaGuardia seven or eight times this year I it's about as weird as that but at least LaGuardia, it's the same building. This was the old building that was just abandoned and gone and done, and they were building the other one nearby. And now they're building another new one 30 years later, and they're going to abandon this one. But this one's still nice. Yeah, opened October 1, 1992, and uh, uh, 30 years have flown by, 50 years have flown by, the anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, the passing of Franco Harris. It, it just still doesn't feel like it actually happened, and and it was, it was great. It's not. There's any doubt in my mind. There's nobody that doesn't like Franco Harris. Right. How could you not like the guy? Yeah. Great athlete and a uh, great person overall. Show that first picture too with with Coach Yeah, Dungy. Right. I, I, Franco was so freaking cool. He could even pull off. If we have that that tweet from Coach Dungey. Yeah, but what were you talking about? Pulling he off what? He could pull off the outdated disco look. Like that looks cool on him. Uh, definitely. Anybody else? Anybody else? We'd be like, man, yeah. You, know, you dressed well, up as Tony Montana for Christmas, like, well, or Halloween, or Christmas. Well, case, that was the style. There, right? it looks great. Yeah, yeah. But it looks. My point is, he could pull it off.
4: Yes. Right. Today. Right. Right. I got you. I got. He can. I mean, get. You know. You look at him. First off, he's a you know handsome, broad shoulders man. He's got a little chest hair to show off, right? You know, with his. his with his big pecs and his chest and everything there, and then his beard is just—it's immaculate. That's immaculate. I mean, it's—it's it's something that everybody tries to do now, and Franco Harris is way ahead of his time. And it never like faltered. It was—it was perfect throughout, you know, to the very end. But uh, I just—I'm amazed there. I don't know just how big the guy is, and that—that's just why. Hey, size is a skill, and that guy—that's why he could run over people and play tough football and cold weather and. December and January in Pittsburgh right there.
2: Especially standing next to Rocky Blyer, who had a thousand yard rushing season in the NFL. Yeah. And his jack. I mean, his jack is
4: not real yeah. tall, but <laughs> it has got, you know, a lot. Of, yeah. It, it's pretty. And coach Dungy, it's not like he's a small human being. Uh, so it, it does. It tells you that he was a, he was a work, workhorse power running back that had like sweet feet and soft hands and just, rare rare to see that kind of guy with that kind of build you know have his style of play and the versatility and everything he could you know he's one of those guys that you look at and go yeah he could play in today's era right you know right now you could throw him in and go he'd fit you know he'd be able to do anything be able to run routes out of the backfield catch the ball that way you could trust him to read the coverages and he could run between the tackles so it's it's uh you know that's when you know you're special is when it's 50 years later and you're like yeah he could still probably play in this game he fits right in here that beard he had when you started talking about that and focusing on
2: it it reminded me of the old GI G. Joes that, uh, <laughs> yeah I would get at piano time the big GI Joe and there was the dark-haired and the red-haired and they had this really thick impressive beard do we really Really, I was being so. Well, you asked for it, but and they then had your this really beard. I know, I know, I asked for it. That's okay. I kind of like it. The people like it. The people of a certain age group like it. Yeah, but bet, but yeah. that's what Franco had—that GI Joe beard. That and and it was so impressive. It's like I will never have a beard if I can't have a beard like this. And so I've never had a beard because I can't have a beard like that that's just thick and just like you get your you know you it just would it just, you know, I mean, yeah, it's just it it's a real like beard could, right that's a my real kids beard. got a
4: beard like that yeah my wow. kids got a beard like wow that. I don't that's know how that that's works a, how did that happen how does that work i gotta see I don't that know. all right well I'm, I'm texting you tonight and i want a we picture have, of alex okay I, that's what i'm asking for we we
2: have we have done the dna testing it isn't it is 100% your set match. So <laughs> don't start that. Don't start that shit with me. Damn. Good I thought
4: better Christmas. of Jill. I thought she would have known okay. better. <laughs>
2: All right. Uh, we, we have, we don't know whether it's a match with her yet, but <laughs> it is a match with me. Oh, okay. We know that. Okay. All right. <laughs> I did witness the, did witness the, uh, arrival. I yeah, did, yeah. Right. So no, you were no there. Accident okay. There. All right. That's good. That was a moment. That was a moment. That's for sure. All right. Uh, so anyway, um, I still, and we got so many great emails yesterday from folks who were feeling the same thing that I was feeling, that you grew up in the 70s, and it is incomprehensible that one of the heroes, superheroes, of the years in which so many of us fell in love with football is gone, and it happened so suddenly, without warning, without preparation, without notice, just that's it. It was very hard for a lot of people. To deal with and process and I, I think I unknowingly spoke for a lot of people yesterday yeah when I struggled through it because I heard from a lot of them via email and I appreciated it because I felt bad yesterday because again we're supposed to be professional whatever that means yeah but nah. human first and foremost we're just a couple of guys that fell into this that somebody was dumb enough to let us do it frankly so don't hold us to a standard that number one
4: we can't meet number two Nobody's really held us to it, so why start now? <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we're, we're we're well. The reason we're in it is because we're fans. That's the biggest reason. So you know, we're not that much different than the people listening and all that. Yeah, we've been in it for a while, and we got connections and know people and are knee deep and all that type of stuff. But uh, at the at the the base, at you know, root, the roots of this, it's my love of the game and the history of the game and all of that, and uh, that, that's where. You know, it it hurt my soul. Even though he played, you know, mainly before I was born, I knew too much about him and how important he was to the sport. And Mike, I, you know, you know, piggybacking off of like our opening and Mike Tomlin there, I mean, it, th- that's one team there with him and the way he can talk and motivate and then explain the importance of the player. Where even though a lot of those guys aren't you know weren't alive and and maybe not even fully aware of how special franco harris was this is one that's they can't avoid it and they're going to learn about it and they're going to realize how important it is to everybody and just the 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 fabric of the city of pittsburgh to where I mean, it's almost like, I i can't even remember, are they favored in the football game? But you want to give them a few extra points because you feel like, yeah, this is going to kind of bring them together and give them a little bit of a, a common goal. And it's going to give the stadium energy on Saturday, too, because they're going to be honoring him and it's going to be brought up. So, you know, there's there's a competitive advantage there to be had a little bit with the Steelers and especially with a coach like Mike Tomlin. Well, two points. One. Unless any of those players have never
2: flown into Pittsburgh, yeah, that's
4: right. They, they can't know. avoid it,
2: and the Steelers' the significance,
4: right? The you Steelers can't avoid it. Building, you has see got that, it and you
2: want that, right. and you want that. And I remember after Stephon Diggs had the Minneapolis miracle, and we were up there in Minnesota for the Super Bowl, and. I asked, hey, were they going to have a statue of you someday at the airport, jumping up and catching that pass? Now, the problem is he left, so it's not quite the same bond. Right. But with Franco, he he didn't leave until the very end of his career, basically at a point where I think the Steelers were ready to yeah, move on. He over. played for like 11 or 12 years, right. and he wanted to keep going, and that's fine, but it's not quite the same as Stephon Diggs in his prime wanting to go. So those players know who he is, and... The fans will be loud and they'll be vocal and I agree with you. Give the points, whatever the points are, give the points on Saturday night, because I think that gives the Steelers incredible impetus to win the game. I was on ninety three seven the fan yesterday. I do a spot every Wednesday at three thirty PM Eastern and we were talking about the fact that as of Tuesday night, you could get tickets to uh, that game for right. fifteen, twenty bucks. Because right. the team's six and eight. Yeah. So it's Christmas Eve, right. 8.15 p.m. kickoff. People aren't going to want to go out there and be cold. It's going to be miserably cold on Saturday in this region and through most of the country. And it's Christmas Eve. And and we were having the conversation as to whether or not the stadium is now going to be magically full. And I hope it is because it should be, to properly honor Franco's memory. And if it's not, those bright yellow seats just kind of conspicuously shine through and it makes it look emptier than it is. But, you know, Christmas Eve is a tough one because by yesterday, the 21st, most people know where they're going to be. Exactly. On Christmas plans Eve. Those set. plans aren't changing. Right. They lock in and that's where we're going to be. And and I, it's going to take a lot to turn back that momentum at this point. But hopefully, I, if, I mean, if it's ever going to happen, it's going to happen for people who feel compelled to show up and honor Franco Harris right and and so I don't I don't assume it won't happen. I just it's if it doesn't ask. happen, I want yeah. people to understand right. why that's a lot to go out there and freeze after you have already done a 180 on your plans for you know one of the most unique nights of the year where really all is calm, all is bright, the world slows down. you just feel like a collective exhale throughout the entire world. And there's only one night a year that it feels that way. Oh, and we're going to go to a football game instead. Yeah. That's going to be a tough 180 for folks to do.
4: Yeah, agreed with you there. You're right. And it's, I'll be interested. I do think it's a bump up, but you're right. I don't know if that'll translate into a full stadium. And it is, like you said, it is two six, and 6-8 teams. And, yeah, if you're not up here in the Northeast, I mean, I don't know. What are you expecting in Pittsburgh? I, I think we're going to be, like, 9 degrees, 10 degrees here on Saturday night on Christmas Eve, you know, the same thing on Friday night. So, uh, it is. It's going to be a cold one this weekend in the Northeast. Yep. There's some weird numbers
2: over the next few days. High of 42, low of minus one tomorrow in Pittsburgh. High of 10, low of minus two on Saturday. Wow. How about that? Whoa. Yeah. Yep. At kickoff, it will be eight degrees, according to the Dark Sky app, that they keep telling me it's going away as of uh, January 1. I don't know where it's going, but uh, I've been using that for years now, so i got to find some place else to get <laughs> My weather. Dark Sky is an unofficial sponsor of PFT. I guess it is because I mention it gratuitously all the time. And it's too late to get paid because it's going away. (laughs) Before we move on, before we move on, we do have a G.I. Joe photo. I hope it's the right G.I. Joe. The G.I. Joe
4: from the 70s. There it is.
2: Not from the 80s. No, no, no. That's not it. That's the 80s. That's the 80s. Those are my – that's my guy. Those are the
4: guys I used to play – yeah, that no, doesn't look no, like a GI G. Joe. Same one. That's yeah. just the
2: same one out of the package. Okay, Pete. No, I will know. They it. used
4: to play. I used to uh, play football with those <laughs> ones. Those are my kind of GI Joes, right? So I'd I'd kneel down on the bed and have a GI Joe and a GI Joe, and you know, one was Lawrence Taylor and the other one was Emmett Smith, and I would play a pretend, you know, football game there in my own mind with my GI Joe men, uh, which my mom will still. Isn't bring that funny? Up. They didn't yeah.
2: have. They didn't have football figures they Nothing. eventually late right. 80s right. came out with the starting lineup right. figures but and they yeah, were hard I to play kid, with because you
4: know they had to stand on hey. the bottom so you're like this isn't real their legs don't move
2: <laughs> when i was a kid the football figures that you played with on the shag carpeting or on top of your bed or whatever were football cards that was it it was the football cards right i'm surprised all my football cards aren't ripped up not because i put them in the spokes of my the wheels on my bike that's him it looks like the guy from Star Trek. It what? It looks like Bones from Star Trek. What, in, what is he
4: wearing, a piece and chain around his neck? Is he doing a rap video later? No, what the hell is this an guy? an
2: oversized dog tag. And those are... It's an oversized dog tag. Okay, I, I, that, outfit's, they had, that outfit's a little weird, the too. The best one. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's camo. It's camo. You gotta hide in the jungle. <laughs> the, the best outfit is... There's like a spy version where he's in all black, like Aaron Rodgers. Maybe that's what Aaron Rodgers is going for. <laughs> the little black hat, the black turtleneck, the black pants, a, a black boat that was inflatable. <laughs> all the stuff. That, and it was like some yeah. su- super secret spy mission. I got to find a photo of that before the end of the show. That was the one. Uh, But, that, yeah, that's G.I. Joe from the 1970s, and that was awesome. The black-haired
4: and the red-haired version
2: of G.I. Joe.
4: I really didn't Uh, think that was going to be it. I mean, that guy looked like he was more Saturday Night Live or Saturday Night Fever than he looked like G.I. Joe there. (laughs) South Beach G.I. Joe is what Pete's saying. (laughs) That was G.I. Joe. That
2: was G.I. Joe. That was all we had. Like, it was either that or nothing. You or play with your football Uh, cards. We'll take that. In the 70s.
1: We got another day of NBA action. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. You just can't miss tonight. Make every night a watch party only on FanDuel. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non withdrawable bonus bets. that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Family problem? Call Winning eight hundred Gambler.
2: All right, uh, let's get into what's happening this weekend. And it is a strange weekend. Most of the games are on Saturday. There it is. He, that That is him. That is ultra super spy. He's got grenades. He's got all sorts of stuff on his belt. He's got his funky chain. He's got his walking stick. He's good to go. That's quite a pose. They're opposed him like that. Wow. Uh, I like their style. And that is Aaron Rodgers. I think we need to do a side-by-side. Aaron Rodgers... Post-game press conference, G.I. Joe, super spy set. I think they're the same person. All right. Most of the games on Saturday, a few of the games on Sunday, one game tonight. Quarterback Ryan Tannehill of the Tennessee Titans reportedly very likely out for the season with the ankle injury that he suffered on Sunday. He's a tough son of a gun. Oh, my gosh. Because as you saw it, you're diagnosing it. You're like, oh, I hey, 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 uh, yeah. broke his ankle. Right. I was like, that's bad. You're, right. you're rattling off all these conditions. He takes a cart ride and he comes back. I know.
4: And plays. I, I really. Which is amazing. Yeah. I mean, just the way Wait, it, it looked, looked the game. right? It looked nasty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looked. I thought he broke his ankle. I I really did. I was like, oh, gosh, he broke his ankle. He dislocated his ankle. It looked very much like, you know, in a lot of ways, the way Jimmy Garoppolo's looked, But. He sucked it up, and even though he he wasn't the same, he had to stand there and he had to really favor that leg. But uh, he is tough. You're right about that.
2: Trying to trying to sneak a Uh, a water. That's all right. (laughs) B-roll. Gotcha. Boom. Gotcha. Busted. (laughs) Busted. And it is and it is just water. Proper hydration is necessary before the festivities to come over the next few days. Uh, He is he is tough. I mean, it looked bad, and you saw how taped up the ankle was. Oof. He came back, and he went 14 for 21 with 163 yards, a rushing touchdown, and an interception after the injury, and now he's very likely out for the season, so Malik Willis will try to help the Titans Wow, hold off the Jacksonville Jaguars, who play tonight against the New York Jets. And again, if the Jaguars are only one game behind the Tennessee Titans going into Week 18, or obviously if they're tied – And quite possibly if the Jaguars are one game ahead, that game, Tennessee at Jacksonville, is an AFC South championship. And you see next Thursday night, it's Malik Willis and the Titans taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Boy, the Cowboys got a nice little break the next two weeks. They've got Eagles quite possibly without Jalen Hurts, and they've got Titans quite possibly without Ryan Tannehill. And a lot of backup quarterbacks. You know, this was the argument that Troy Vincent, the executive VP of football operations, made back in October when the roughing the passer or nothing the passer as you call it, Chris, was being called all the time. Most of the most popular TV shows, the biggest audiences, are NFL football. And we need to have our quarterbacks available to generate those audiences. Well, we got a lot of we got a lot of not starting quarterbacks available. As we get toward the end of the season and the Titans are not going to have their starter reportedly very likely out for the year. Tennessee is now only a three point favorite against the Houston Texans who have played the Cowboys tough and the Chiefs tough the last two weeks. They're one 12 and one. It'll be interesting to see if they can muster something and take advantage of an opportunity to possibly beat the Titans.
4: Yeah, it, I mean, it, it, they've, they've given the Titans issues. We saw them upset the Titans last year in Tennessee, right, on kind of a rainy day where Tannehill threw some, some bad interceptions There's there some turnovers. They're, they're fighting the Houston Texans, that's for sure. I mean, yeah, this makes you think differently of the Tennessee Titans. I still gave them a chance to be a pain in the butt in the AFC playoffs. I'm not sure what to think right now. I mean, do I think they can, you know, of course, salvage a win uh, this weekend? Of course I do. You know, do. Do I think they can be competitive with the Malik Willis against the Dallas Cowboys who weren't great at stopping the run? Yeah, I do. You know, and then to beat the Jaguars? I don't know. That's going to be a, a tough task. But we did see this team with Malik Willis go into Kansas City, who a lot of people would say is the best team in football, and give them all they can handle to where it took Patrick Mahomes just – you know unbelievable play to tie the game and I don't know did that game go into overtime too I can't remember but it came down to the very end so they'll manage this thing the right yeah. way it did right uh, overtime yeah, yeah. Overtime. They'll, they'll manage this the right way Mike and you know the one thing we didn't see a ton of when Malik Willis was in there for that game is the quarterback design run and and that aspect there was a little bit of it but Hopefully that's you know something here that to, to to help your team out to 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 respect the rest of your locker room. You got to kind of go all in on the Malik Willis thing now, and you do have to run them and do whatever you got to do to win a football game. And uh, you can't protect them that way. They're going to need it. They're going to need that aspect. But between their defense, they can stop the run. Their game planning. I'm I'm not counting out the Tennessee Titans or at least making the playoffs here, but. Man, that's a big blow to your team as far as making a playoff run. I don't know if that's going to be Cape or Malik Willis is going to be capable as a rookie not playing much making that kind of move here. That's tough.
2: And you mentioned that great game they gave the Kansas City Chiefs. That was back when they were good. They've lost four in a row. They haven't won since the night they went to Green Bay. That Todd Downing DUI arrest and the turmoil it caused internally and then the John Robinson firing, the turmoil it caused internally. It just feels like this is a team currently under siege that is systematically, one week at a time, losing its grip on the division. And it's just a matter of time. It feels like until the Jaguars take over. The Jaguars are like the Lions. A team that Started with some rough patches. Yeah, learning how to found win. Found its groove. Right. Yeah, and he's trying its damnedest to win enough late to make up for the struggles early and get to the postseason. Speaking of the Jaguars, six and eight tonight taking on the seven and seven Jets, who have lost three in a row. Here's Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, the first two picks in the 2021 draft, talking about competing against each other in tonight's game. Here they are.
5: In
4: your mind, do you kind of have like a competitive switch that kind of flips? Like, okay, I, I want to go out and play a little bit harder. I mean, not really. You know, I think especially you look at where we're at in our season. Like, that's that's the feeling every week, um, and that's how we all feel here. No matter who we're playing, no matter who the other quarterback is, um, it just has to be. That's the way these games are down the stretch. So that's the mindset, no matter what. You know, I think that's one thing that's you can't do as a, as a quarterback. It's not. I'm not playing against Zach. You know, I'm playing against the Jets defense.
5: I would just say it's, you know, it's the Jets versus the Jaguars, you know, we're, we're we're just trying to go against those guys, you know, um, it, it's, it's interesting because it's almost like it's, you know, two separate things when you're sitting there watching the other quarterback, it's like it's not even the same kind of game, you know, we're going against their defense, so it it is separate, of course, you know, but you're always trying to go out there and get that win.
2: Yeah, it's never the case that two quarterbacks play against each other unless there's some funky defensive plan <laughs> at play, but. You always make those comparisons, and these guys are always going to be linked, number one and number two. And there wasn't a whole lot of debate. Trevor Lawrence, number one to the Jaguars. Zach Wilson, number two to the Jets. And then it became very interesting after that. Three with Trey Lance. We didn't know who clearly was the third best. And then Justin Fields, who's arguably been best of all of them from 2021. And then Mac Jones, who took a team to the playoffs last year. So, yeah, it's not... It, it's not as – because of everything Zach Wilson's gone through, self-inflicted or otherwise, right. it doesn't pop the way it did when they met last year. Yeah, right. Did they meet last year right out of They'd, the gate? No, it was la- it two? was later in the year. Or early. It was like September? Yeah, it was, like yeah.
4: Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. late. It was like in a December oh, okay. game. Never yeah, mind. yeah. the Jets won. Trevor played well. Zach made a few plays. They should and... have just stopped
2: it last year. Yeah,
4: that's all right. Don't worry. You can't remember everything. You're an old-timer. You know, you're going to forget some things every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> It was Jets it was Sam Darnold getting the Jets. Oh, that's one. what you're that's, thinking. Okay, okay. See, there you saved yourself. Okay, you're 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 good there. Uh but but I mean you're right. It lost a little of its luster with all the circumstances surrounding Zach Wilson. We'll see. But it's still the number one and number two picks. And Mike, you and I both know. They can say what they want, but they know they know. I mean, and especially I think when you look at Zach Wilson right now, this is one where, hey, yeah, he's big time, you know, being questioned here in New York. It seems like the fans want to throw him out the door and get rid of him, right? I think it's a little overreaction. It's a little too harsh on everything the guy does. That's all I've been trying to say. I see talent. You know, Trevor Lawrence, is he's gotten a little farther along in his development here. It was a little bumpy early in the year, but he's caught fire right now to where, I mean... He's, he's, you know, the last three, four weeks, he's made, like, I'm the franchise carry, I'll carry you guys here. Big-time plays. I mean, the Ravens, they score 28. He comes back and beats them. 36 against the Titans, comes back and beats them. Dallas Cowboys down 17, throwing Rockets and lasers all over the field. You know, so, you know, Trevor Lawrence has quietly here the second half of the season kind of infused himself into, like, forget, like, nice rookie quarterback. We're we're getting into like no no this is this is one of the better quarterbacks in football conversation. It's 24 touchdowns, it's seven interceptions. It's 3500 yards passing. I mean, it's the numbers are backing up some of the things you see on the field and he's he's making wow plays in big time moments now and that's why they took him number 1 and that's that's what's going to be fun tonight, Mike. It's, it's that offense, which is, is, is very balanced. ETN can run for 100 yards like that. We know he can hit deep shots with Evan Ingram and Zay Jones and be aggressive. And then it's this Jets defense that is fast, flies around, knows what it's supposed to do, you know, and, and causes problems for every offense it plays. So uh, that, that in itself is going to be, you know, worth the price of admission watching those, those two squads go against each other.
2: Before we move on and talk a little bit more about Zach Wilson, yeah. what he will or won't do in his second start in just five d- days. Right. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. I have an important high-end technical analytics-based question. All right, cool. What year, what year, okay, is the over-under on when he shows up for training camp without the Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure haircut? <laughs> like, I just – I. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like, I he's you. always had. I know. And I just noticed it with the hat on and the hair hanging down. Like, at some point, what's going to happen is Mrs. Trevor Lawrence is going to say, you're too old for that hair. At what year is that going to be? Is it 2030? Is that when we start thinking about it or is it a little bit earlier? Because he's always had that. That's just him.
4: It's a good From question. From the moment we
2: first saw him at Clemson, he had that. And I can't picture him without it. I know. But it occurred to me when we, when we were watching him earlier one of these days he's not going to have that. And I'm just wondering what year it is. Because he's not going to have it when he's 70, for crying out loud. Like at some point in the next 40 years, Trevor Lawrence is going to cut his damn hair. And I just, that's what I used to hear all the time because I may or may not have had hair that was not yeah. quite that long. Yeah. I want, I wa- listen, I envy him because I wanted to have my hair that long when I was his age. But my mother, when I was visiting my house, would have come in with scissors while I was asleep and cut it.
4: Ah, uh, I hear, she I hear you. She threatened it,
2: and she would have made good
4: on it. I'm, I'm going so through the same damn, I wonder, damn, damn I struggle. How long, I, I'm going in the struggle I of my house right now. how long until someone
2: cuts the hair. I, 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 uh, I don't oh, with know. with your son?
4: Well, my son. His hair is long. We, My wife and I have been saying, like, so you're going to go over the Trevor Lawrence look. That's what we're telling him. And he's kind of, like, telling us yes. So... and trust me Mike I'm the kind of guy that like uh, you know I'm like oh my gosh please don't do that I love Trevor Lawrence he's the man but I don't like his hair don't do that you know and and then I'm watching my son play basketball and he's running down the court and he's doing this to get his hair out of the way and I'm like oh gosh please Uh, you know and I'm always you know for the most part been somewhat clean cut that way and tr- i like Dad. i want to yeah, go like Dad. i want to go cut his hair while he's asleep badly but there's this this is the style with the young kids they all want this hair on top like a trevor lawrence look surfer kind of dude look or the like patrick mahomes kind of like it's long on top But we faded it on the side. Yeah, Um, welcome to the club. I'm I'm officially in there. Uh, But damn, Uh, I'm gonna give him another three, four years before he finally cuts it and gives us a new look. But damn, he doesn't need to. His new look on the football field, Mike, is special. I mean, it's special. We're seeing a guy that you know is is rocketing up the board as far as top quarterbacks in the league. You know, again, I I don't want to be crazy here, and I haven't really thought about this. But it's hard to look at football right now and not go like, I think Trevor Lawrence has entered the top ten quarterback in football conversation. That that's all I'll say right now, you know. And of course, has the potential to be in the top five. Uh, so that that's what's really neat to see that kind of turnaround. And Doug Peterson, uh, Press Taylor, offensive coordinator, they deserve a lot of credit for all the things you talked about, Mike, just getting that organization going in the right direction. And once again, having a real professional NFL head coach there to, you know, calm the waters, get everybody going in the right direction and get the quarterback straight. And that's where Dougie, Dougie Peterson deserves a lot of, a lot of credit.
2: Well, one more important hair related. Okay. comment. <laughs> what else you got to say about this? I got my hair cut by the same guy for 21 years. I'm like <laughs> a member of the family, right? Uh, from when I was five years old, when we moved into the house that I grew up in two blocks away, walk up there, get your hair cut and come home 21 years until I I moved out of the house and moved to Pittsburgh after I graduated from law school. And one time I got sent back by my parents. And what a walk of shame that was. I had to go back to the barber because he didn't take enough off. And it was my fault for not telling him to take enough off. So I had to sit there and wait until he had an opening so they could put me back in the chair and take more off. I love I don't it. even know I gave him any more money. I love so, it. But I, I had to do it. They sent me back. Right. Because my hair was still too long after I got it cut. That was That, yeah, that was a fun day. Yeah. I still remember sitting there feeling like an idiot, like an ass, like I'm sitting here waiting for the chance for him to take off more hair because I didn't tell him to take off enough in the first place all right Zach Wilson doesn't have those issues his hair is about as short as it can be here he is on feeling more confident after being benched for several games for Mike White who won't be playing tonight due to a rib injury
5: I think in my first you know year and a half I just realized how much of a business this really is you know and I played football my entire life you know for the fun of it and how and how fun it is and you know, sometimes, you know, more, more money, more, more problems, right? And uh, for me, it's uh, it's uh, how can I just bring that fun back? How can I just enjoy being here? And um, through that reset process, how can I go out to a practice and just be like, you know what, I'm just going to enjoy being out here and throwing the ball around, you know, doing things that I love to do and spending time with the guys because that's truly, you know, the most important parts. And so um, that's kind of been the goal for me.
2: More money, more problems, I need to play the piano on him. Good Lord, that's a dated reference, right? Ugh. That's at least twenty years old, isn't it? Well, Notorious B.I.G.
4: Notorious B.I.G. is yeah. more than twenty years old. That's probably mid mid late yeah. mid to late nineties there, but you know, still very popular, and of course, a very common phrase that's thrown around because of that song. Um, but you know, we'll, we... well, and
2: he's getting his education. He's hey, look,
4: look hundred percent.
2: That's it's. It's easy for you. Football's easy for you at every level. That's how you get to the NFL. You've been dominant in comparison to everyone else around you. And then you get to a point where you're not so dominant anymore. Right? You've hit right. your ceiling. That's the one thing. That That's why the draft is so inaccurate. A general manager told me years ago, every guy that comes out of college football, his ceiling is somewhere between exactly where he is right now and the Hall of Fame. And there's no way to know where he's going to land until you bring him to the NFL and see how he competes and see how he thrives or doesn't against NFL caliber players, period. That's the only way to find out is to just go out and
4: do it and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, you're you're right about that. You're right. I mean, you try to take little things of knowledge and players of past and try to pace it together and what you see on film and what you think works for the current NFL, and you make educated you know, guesses that way. Uh, But but yeah, it's not foolproof to your point. And I think it is a it's a common struggle with guys that are talented. You know, you said it right. Yeah, it's you know, football's fun. It was easy all the time. Oh, hey, I can I can be in this position and just woo and throw it sidearm. And I'm still awesome. And everybody's telling me how great I am. Yeah, that that's fine. But in the NFL, you know, there's a balance between that business and fun. And you can't just be careless sometimes and be like, oh, yeah, it's fun to throw the ball with my you know, feet cockeyed and sidearm and just let it down the field. Yeah, but you're going to get people fired and you're going to get fired. And it's going to ruin people's lives. Like it, That's where you got to realize it's the business part of it. And people are trying to make more money and have long careers. Now, you see some of these plays here. Again, this is where I'm trying to argue for him a little bit. Oh, this ain't, not this play. All right, that was, That's the Zach Wilson that everybody is scared of. And we see about one, two throws like that every game. Whether they get intercepted or not, we don't know. And, of course, this became a social media thing as well. But at the same time, I want to go away. They can't run the ball. They didn't pass protect very well. Right? And we've seen a few plays already here where you go, damn, that's a high level throw. And the ball comes out of his hand in a way that I think is special. Even this play. I mean, the ability to get out of this. So that's all I've been arguing, Mike, is I see high end talent from the guy. Yeah, he needs some polish. He's got to fix some things. He makes the easy things hard and he makes the hard things look easy, oddly enough. Um, But. Uh, We'll see. Tonight's a night where they're playing a Jacksonville Jaguar defense that's not that great. There's some talented players at certain spots, but we've seen teams run the ball and throw the ball on them and have a day that way. And it's not a defensive line that's, you know, for Jacksonville, even though they got the number one pick, they're not great at rushing the passer and they're not great at stopping the run. So, you know, Jack, I mean, the Jets might have a chance to have a little balanced play action pass and. He might have some favorable matchups with Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson running down the field against this defense tonight.
2: No, Trayvon Walker, the first overall pick in the 2022 draft for the Jaguars tonight. He's had, quietly, a pretty good season. The Zach Wilson conundrum. Yeah. It's the whole Patrick Mahomes thing, to bring your son up again, right? Wanting to throw side on Wanting to do all the things Patrick Mahomes does. The kids want to throw the football that way now and what was clear to me from talking to Patrick Mahomes on Sunday i mean they practice those moments where all hell breaks loose and he goes into what he called panic mode and coach reed still gets upset with him when he makes a dumb throw when he's got the freedom to go do whatever he does and the only reason he's still doing that 5 years later is because it's effective if you're not effective Playing football that way, you're not going to last, and you're going to end up on the bench like Zach Wilson. It's the ultimate meritocracy. If you're good, you play. If you're not, you don't. And Zach Wilson does have the high-end ability. And I think what frustrates a coaching staff, Chris, and I think this frustrates anybody in any line of work, when you have an employee who can do the hard stuff really well— Right but keeps tripping and falling over the easy stuff. A hundred percent. That drives you crazy because you think it's just a matter of not being properly focused right. and disciplined because you can do
4: yeah. the things that people can't do, but you won't do the things that everyone can do. Yes. Uh, you're you're saying it right. And that's where he's got to become more of a machine. And that's where I think, you know, his physical skills, it's like the gift and the curse conversation. Well, yeah, my whole life I've been able to just have my feet cockeyed and throw the ball however I want. Well, yeah, but there was room for error. I mean, it was college football. It was high school football. A guy being open in those and those leagues and that football is, yeah, they're separated by four and five yards, so you can be a little off target. Now that same throw, no, it's, it's got to be on the money. It's the NFL. When the guy's open, he's open by like three inches. So there's no wiggle room. So you got to be a machine. And even a guy, Mike, to your point, you're like exactly. Mahomes has reined it in. He's reined it in, like compared to last year where he was all over the place and doing crazy stuff for the, especially the first part of the year. This year, he's really a technical wizard. That's one thing I've kind of said on my podcast a lot when I, my Wednesday podcast, especially when I break down film is his mechanics are off the charts good. And then, Hey, when he's got to rely on like what you're talking about, panic mode or wait, it's, it's a third and four and there is somebody over the middle and you know, wait, my only chance to get him the ball is to actually do it, throw a sidearm or do that? Then he breaks it out. But the problem with Zach Wilson is, to your, to what you're saying, he was breaking it out sometimes when you're going, there's no reason to. The pocket's fine. Pop your feet in place. Get your shoulder in there and hit the target. And instead he's, like, throwing it sidearm. And you're like, why? You know, so you can't just throw a sidearm because it's cool and it's fun. and I want to be like Patrick Mahomes, and that—that's what I think we're talking about here, Mike. It's you know the cart before the horse or the horse before the cart. There, you got to be a machine first before you no, can start. Cart before the horse. Yeah, sorry. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, I chickened out. You, know? you got to put the horse before the cart. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's he's got. You know, and you know what? You know machine. what's in the cart?
2: You know what's in the cart? What's that? A haystack with a diamond in it.
4: Oh, bam. Woo. Yeah. I want a weed Um, stack with a diamond in it. That would be better. I'd like that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know what's funny? I thought of you on Saturday at the airport. Um, A guy walked by me as I was waiting to board the plane, and I have never smelled weed more strongly on a human being in my <laughs> entire life and I, to the point where i wonder if his nose has become completely desensitized to it like how do you even get through security how do you get through anywhere right when it's just a cloud it's like pig pen from the peanuts how he always had a cloud around him yeah this was a cloud of dank i mean strong it was like I did a double take like he was hotboxing in the
4: car it. on the way to the airport. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right, yeah that's right. what my, that's what
2: my son. I told my yeah. son, he said, yeah, he just he smoked the whole way. That's what happens. Oh, how do you know, son? <laughs> oh, I've just heard those things. <laughs> That's the rumor on right. the streets. <laughs> here's the forecast. Heavy rain and wind gusts tonight at MetLife Stadium, where it's always windy, even when it's not. The over-under is Gosh. falling from 42 to 37. The Jets are favored by one and a half points. So, uh hey, it should be fun. We're getting down to the end. There are only two more Thursday night games Crazy this week next week and that's it yeah. so enjoy it while it lasts although i remember when the schedule first came out and i saw jaguars jets week 16 so like, yeah I was like
4: oh come on
2: al's gonna al's gonna have the flu that night <laughs> he's not, he's not gonna Al's not gonna but you know it got better at first it got better because the jets were better than expected and now it's good because the Jaguars are better than yeah. expected, and they're in the playoff chase. So this is actually a pretty
4: good game. It really is. They're both fighting for it. I mean, it's it's desperation time. It really is. So that's where it's going to be awesome. And and Mike, I'm glad you went with the weather because that seems like it's going to be a real issue up here. That that's really kind of the downfall of all of it. To where I want to see Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, you know, make plays and throw the ball over the field. But I mean, you know, they're talking like. Gale warnings up here and coastal flooding, you know, where I live and I'm about 25, 27 miles north of MetLife Stadium where it's, I mean, they're talking about one to two inches of rain tonight. So we might see one of those type of games, which I I don't want to see. I don't like that. I want to see two teams in the playoff race being able to play at their highest level and not have, you know, slop fest, slick ball affect things. But it's definitely going to be a part of the game, it sounds like tonight. There definitely is a coastal flood warning.
2: I'm looking at that now. Yeah. The temperature is not going to be all that bad, no. though. It's going to be 46 and rising around kickoff, but the rain, is just all day blue. Rain, rain, yeah. rain, Yeah, it's rain, rain, rain. rain. Evening, gonna tomorrow it's going to be
4: 54 morning. degrees here, but then at night it's going to be 8 degrees. So that's where I guess we're going to get the wind and whatever else. But, uh, yeah, th- this should could lead to some interesting plays tonight with the wind and rain. 1.6
2: inches of rain today so uh if you go to the game tonight wh- wear your gi joe rain slicker your, your, like i think they had a your G.I. gi joe they had a scuba Beach suit outside. they had no they had the gi joe scuba suit that's what it was i remember the, With scuba the goggles suit. yeah yes and right. flippers right yes. yes and you took them in the sink we had we had a stationary tub between the washer and the dryer in the basement at my house with a hose on it, and I'd fill up that sink, and I'd put G.I. Joe in there, and then all the hair on his head and his beard would come out. Once he got wet, that was it. And they knew it. They had to have known. that. And they, it, they lured you to put him underwater with all that scuba stuff, but the moment you put him in water, the hair fell out. All right. Yeah. Uh, what are
4: the Jaguars? Did I see what, the Jaguars, you know, trolling the New York Jets, New Jersey thing a little bit? I'd, I yeah. Look,
2: look, yeah. I appreciate any sopranos reference whenever and however it's made but comedy is hard the instagram and twitter thing from the jaguar social media team and i don't want to start any trouble with anyone associated with the jaguars franchise like jackson deville i don't think jackson made this they're outside of satry isles i don't know t i don't know t they're called the new york jets but we're flying the jersey
4: that's the joke.
2: Yeah. So hey, you nice better try. walk give your
4: you, freaking give you back, a for Jacksonville effort. Jaguars.
2: <laughs> you got to hold your hand a certain way like Polly Walnuts would do. Yeah. I don't know, T. Yeah. I don't know, T. But <laughs> I, I, again, good idea. A for effort. Work on the execution. Let's take a break. We'll work on the execution as we always do. The Buccaneers, one of these teams it's getting a little bit of a break with a backup quarterback, actually third quarterback, there it is.
5: There it is. G.I.
2: Joe with the scuba, the perilous rescue. That's still not That's not the one I remember, but it's close enough. I don't see flippers in there. We need flippers.
0: There's
4: Roger.
3: There it
2: is. On our way to break, Aaron Rodgers. We finally figured out who he's trying to be. He's trying to be top secret spy G.I. Joe. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Merry Christmas. We'll be back with more PFT Live right after this.